Shadows with Jordan. Welcome back to another episode of Into the Shadows. Some of you have heard me talk here and there about my spiral years and have started to ask me if I can share my spiral years here on the podcast. At first, I wasn't sure if I was truly ready to share just yet. Honestly, I'm not really sure if I'm really ready right now as I record this. I feel like there are so many missing pieces to my life during those times. Some parts have pushed away. Some are missing because I think I honestly was drugged at one point, And the others are mostly gone because I was blacked out drunk. I'm nervous by sharing my spiral. I may trigger shadows that I'm truly not really ready for just yet. And I may trigger those of you that are listening here and now. I am very ashamed of myself for how I acted and also what I allowed to happen around me. I masked myself so much that the people who cared about me had no clue how much pain I was in. And those who were in my spiral and saw me spiraling didn't give a shit enough about me to care. You see, when you fall victim to low self-esteem, you attract that shit in your life. And when you are out of control and chasing the pain away, you again attract that kind of type of people in your life. The chaos, the drama, the fighting all becomes a thrill and distracts you from your personal problems. They say in the spiritual community that low vibrational spirits, negative spirits, and in Christianity, the demons and the devils, feed off of low vibrational energy. And I honestly, truly believe this. The more energy I breathed into the chaos, the hungrier I became for the thrill. There are parts of me that think since I was raised in an emotional reactive home that that low vibrational spirit has been around for a very long fucking time. As a child, there was chaos all around. It's as if we all thrived on this energy. I think that's why I thrived on my spiral. It felt normal, comfortable, and dare I even say fucking good. Of course, looking back now, it was none of those fucking things. But during it, I couldn't see how much harm I was doing, not only to me, but to others around me. It's hard to truly say when my spiral started. I honestly think over the years, I just slipped the fuck away. I was a child dealing with complex trauma and emotions. Basically, I was a child dealing with adult fucking problems. It didn't help once I got into middle school and high school, there were rules and major control. How could I trust the adults placing rules on me and trying to control my life when simply put, they were the ones that put me in danger. They chose not to see the red flags and was an unsafe place for me emotionally. Yeah, of course, they did put me on therapy, but at that point, I didn't trust a fucking soul. When I didn't open up in therapy, I would get screamed at and lectured, and then when I did, I would get the same thing. 
Nothing was ever fucking good enough. The amount of pressure I was under as a child would break most fucking adults. I was expected to be perfect in every aspect of my life. A perfect daughter, a perfect child, to be a perfect student, a perfect witness, to hurry up and to remember all the bits and details when I just wanted to be free from the fucking pressure. Look at what happened when I was good and perfect. Look where that got me. There would be times where I would look at people and laugh, not because I was a nervous laugh, but because I would sit there and think, my fucking God, I suffered and took abuse as a child because I wanted to protect you. I didn't want your throat slit. I didn't want you killed. So I took on the abuse. And this is how you're going to fucking treat me? You're going to scream in my face while I sit here and cry? You're going to throw a tantrum like a three-year-old? You're going to throw rope and cords at me and tell me if I want to kill myself, go for it because you thought I was lying. There would be times where I wanted to. I really fucking wanted to. I wanted to take my life so fucking bad. I wanted out of the darkness and the drama and the fucking chaos of life. I also wanted to prove a point like, fuck you, I will. But something inside of me stopped me each and every time. Something was tugging at me to stay. I get why now. I have a bigger fucking purpose on this earth. So I found escapism through school. I buried myself into music, dance, and theater. I found it to be a way to be free, where I was doing something I enjoyed without being home. I engulfed myself into friendships. My friend's family would take me in as their own. I felt safer physically and emotionally in other people's homes, in their families. Probably because they reminded me of my best friend of over 20 years and felt safer to be with them and they're the only good memories that I have during my abuse. So maybe in some strange way, that's why I felt comfortable and never wanted to be fucking home. Home was a reminder for me. I would also engulf myself into relationships. Once I got a boyfriend with a car, that was fucking it. I was never home, which again caused problems because of rules and control, when all I wanted to be was free from fucking pressure and expectations, which led me to be getting kicked out. If I was going to act grown, I guess I was supposed to see how the grown world was really like. But in reality, I was already experiencing the grown world. So I bounced around from family and friends, realizing that again, I only was able to count on myself and no one else. I was used fucking baggage goods. No one wanted me the fuck around. And that was the point of getting kicked out for me to realize that. But what they also taught me is that they knew I was worthless and that no one else wanted me. That I too was used baggage goods. And that was the point that they proved to me. They didn't prove that they wanted me or cared but that no one else wanted me. I honestly think that's when my self-worth broke and I finally stopped fucking caring because that 
is when my spiral truly kicked the fuck off. My relationship with my then-boyfriend became toxic. It's almost like we are both fucking hurting each other on purpose. Then it got physical. While the toxic shit was going on between me and my family and the relationship, I was starting to search online for escapism, and I found it. I was meeting friends in chat rooms because it felt safer to talk to random people online than it was to talk to people around me. I created a lot of friendships over time, and as my life started to change and my family moved, I was once finally alone in my toxic relationship. That's when I turned to some of those friendships I built, and I started to have an online relationship while also still in my toxic relationship. You see, even though my relationship with, let's call him D, (laughs) was toxic, I considered it my first real, true relationship. I truly fell in love with him. He was the first person outside of my abuse that I had sex with. And maybe that's what tied him and me together. He made sex feel great and passionate at first. I felt safe intimately with him. At least that was the case in the beginning of our relationship. As time went on, my insecurities ate the fuck away at me. I became irrational and jealous and practically crazy. It didn't help that D was not reassuring me. Instead, he was gaslighting me into thinking the messages I found were not inappropriate. My emotional reaction became bigger, and that's when the physical reaction on both ends started to happen. I would be yelling and fighting, and he would be trying to hold me down on the bed with his hands over my mouth. So I fought back, and this type of fighting would happen all the time. This is also where we were fighting in the car and I would try to stop it too, and take the keys out. I knew this wasn't healthy, but again, I grew up watching relationships like this, so I thought this was love, because I still had love for him, or at least I thought I did. On the other hand, there was a friend I met online. He felt so fucking safe, because of course, he wasn't in person, he was online. I opened up practically giving this person my heart. He was the opposite of D, and that felt really fucking good. In some ways, I was falling for, let's call him P. (laughs) In some ways, I was falling for P. He was in the military, so he was strong and a protector, and he could keep me safe. And I loved that feeling. But what happened next changed my whole life. My two worlds fucking collided. Right in front of me was the two people I loved at my job staring at me. My heart fucking sank and I was shaking uncontrollably. I was told to choose and because I knew I was damaged goods, I let P go because I knew he deserved better, and at the time, I couldn't be that. 
That's when D and I's relationship became so much worse and we ended it. But just know it wasn't all him to blame and I too played a huge part in the toxic emotional and physical abuse. Now here I am, finally free. And that's when I got further sucked into the darkness. I dated some people during this period and a lot of them would have been really healthy relationships if it wasn't for my insecurities and my own fucking baggage. My baggage became bigger and heavier with each relationship. So I stayed single and partied my fucking ass off. Real friends were slipping away at this point, and I was falling further into the darkness with every person I lost. I was hanging out with people who were in and out of jail, who were running away from the cops, who were doing drugs and other things, and truly, honestly, everyone needed therapy. My best friend during this time, and we'll call her S., We had some good times together, but we were very much a toxic duo. We would taunt girls that we didn't like. S would carry knives around and would try to knife cars and even try to slice and dice her ex-boyfriend. We fed off of each other's darkness. And as I was falling further into the darkness, I was also back online making new friends and on dating sites. I was going on date after date, going to meet random people online. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I was meeting them for dinner dates, and in some cases, just hanging out at some random person's house. I don't even know if it was theirs. This is where my memory starts to truly fade. I was partying so much that I would be blacked out drunk. There were times where I wouldn't know how I got the fuck home. Most of the time, bars would take my keys away because I was too drunk to drive. Luckily enough, at that time, I had really good friends who were bartenders and friends who would take me to go get food so I could try to get sober. They wouldn't allow me to get in my car, and thank God for those people. There were other times where we'd be partying at a friend's house or some random person's house or even my house. There was one time where I passed out, and I guess I don't, re- I don't remember why I passed out, but I woke up to a friend scrubbing Sharpie off my body. I guess people drew penises all over my body with Sharpie. And when I say they were all over me, they were all over me. And at one point, I was probably naked because they were... They were all over my body. And God knows what else happened at that point because I don't know. I don't know what happened. All I know is that I didn't feel comfortable when I woke up. And I was in and out of consciousness while they were scrubbing Sharpie off of me. And after that, I don't remember either. I just remember being home. There was a friend I was partying with and I seemed to always black out with him. I thought maybe I was just passing out from drinking until one night I woke up and we were having sex and I passed right back out again. That night felt dirty and wrong, but I was like, well, 
I was drinking. We both were. And maybe I just need to cool it down on drinking. It turns out this guy was actually drugging girls that he was partying with around him. He was brought in for questioning, at least. Allegedly. After that, I stopped hanging out with him. I haven't told anyone this story because I'm honestly ashamed. I didn't know if I was drugged or not. I don't even want to go down that path. But the difference between other nights of drinking and those nights with him felt a lot different. That's for sure. I trusted him, so I wasn't protecting my drink. But honestly, in my heart and my body, I think I was. And I'm embarrassed to say it and admit it. It's why I never told anyone before this episode. Because that would mean I'm again a victim. I honestly, I honestly don't want to breathe that into the air or make that even a thought. I made so many bad fucking decisions that put myself in harm's way. I was looking for anything to numb the fucking pain, even chasing love and validation through anyone who would pay attention to me. I felt like this was my karma. During my spiral, I used my sexuality to my advantage. I would entertain and get attention by sexting. I would write what people would say amazing sex, but I don't know. There were times where I would have phone sex and I would send dirty pictures just to get attention. Guys I was in relationships with, I would make videos for them. I loved the attention and it made me feel wanted and loved. My sexuality was something I was good at, so I used it. I would use it when I needed to feel anything other than self-hatred. As time went on in my spiral, I knew I wanted out, but I had no idea how to get the fuck out. I lost all of my friends at this point, my dignity, and my own self-respect. It wasn't until I met my husband that I realized now how far from reality I was. He knew my best friend, that one that we are feeding off of each other's darkness, was not a good influence. And basically, and what I would take as an ultimatum, was it was her friendship or his. Now, he didn't put it to me this way, but that's what I heard when he said it and how I took it. It was as if that was my sign, a way to get the fuck out. No one ever said it to me in that manner, or if at all. I just had friends that I considered to be very precious friendships just drop off the face of the planet, ghosted me, and left me in my spiral. Maybe for them, I was too far gone, and they had to save themselves, which I understand now. But then, I felt abandoned, worthlessness, and again, not fucking good enough for anyone. My spiral took me down a path where the cops were called on me multiple times and were even called by me on others. It wasn't the best couple of years, but they were ones I learned and grew from. I'm not proud of these years, but I look back at them and I have understanding and clarity. Those years don't define who I am. 
but they have made me who I am today. Without my spiral, I wouldn't have the gratitude I have on life or my sense of self-love I have now. I have such respect for myself and for my body of understanding that my worth is so much more than my body, and I will be able to share that understanding with my daughter. So here's my spiral from my perspective at the time it was happening and now. I know I still have growth to do and more understanding to learn about this time. As I peel back the layers of the shadow, I will gain that clarity in time. But for now, as always, let me know your thoughts.